to the Feed You podcast, giving you the real scoop on raising your business to new heights. Expert education, inspiration, and motivation to fuel your purpose, your passion, and your profits. Here's your host, Elisa Connor. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad to have you here. I am curious if you have ever had the experience of being added to someone's email list and how it made you feel. My guess is you probably get emails all the time where you're like, how in the heck do these people get my email and why am I on their list? And I get the question often from clients and from students in my courses, should I add former clients to my email list automatically? Like they've worked with me, wouldn't they want to get my emails? And the answer is no, unless you ask for explicit permission first. So in today's uh, show or during today's show, I'm going to cover why you want to ask for permission and why it's not a good idea. And it could jeopardize the relationship if you just automatically add those people. And so there's a couple of thought processes um, around this specifically for previous clients. A lot of times when we're creating emails, we are creating emails that are moving people towards purchasing a product. And oftentimes, when we are creating those emails, it's to bring people into our funnel. So when you're talking about adding current clients, or whether those are consulting clients or people that have bought your products and all that stuff, you've got to be careful that that messaging matches where they are in their customer journey. Because if you're trying to sell them your introductory program and they've already done one-on-one consulting with you, the likelihood that they're going to buy this program when they've already done all the work with you one-on-one is pretty slim. And they're going to probably look at those emails and go, why am I getting these? So if you're going to add people to your email list that you've already worked with in some capacity, be aware of where they're coming in in the funnel. And so a lot of times what will happen is if you work with people, say, in a group program situation, and they've come in and they worked with you in the group program situation, and you have a continuation of that program, you're going to have a different sales funnel set up for those people. So I wanted to give you three targeted questions you could ask before you automatically add somebody to your email list who has already purchased or is a client of yours. And the first one is, is will future emails that you'll be sending them be a value to them for where they're at in the process and where they're at in um, their transformation? Because if not, don't add them to that list. Like don't start them at the beginning of your promotion for your online program if they've already gone through the program or they've worked with you one-on-one and you're covering the same information. And so not to dig too deeply into the semantics, but You should be tagging people based on their user experience so that if you're going to create marketing materials and you're wanting to say, introduce a new program to the people that have already worked with you, they're coming in at a different level for the same reason that you're not going to want to sell your medium or your next level program to somebody that hasn't worked with you at all, because it's not going to hit. They're going to be like, why am I getting these things? I don't, I don't even know what they're talking about. And so the first question that you should think about asking is, will these future emails still give them value after they've worked with you? And then the second question you want to ask is, how are you going to customize those emails or that marketing material in general um, to them 
because they are looking for a solution to a different type of problem than say someone coming in at a different point in your sales funnel. And so what I see a lot of the time is that people just try to do one and done marketing, specifically with email. And they try to just hit everybody like with a sandblaster. Well, everybody in that funnel is coming in for a different reason. And if you're just sandblasting them with emails and hoping and praying and wishing that they bought something, you're not being strategic and you're going to have a really hard time converting them to purchase from you. Whereas if you are speaking to them in a language that they understand at for where they are in their journey, the likelihood that they're going to one, pay attention and two, take action on whatever it is you want them to take action on is much, much higher. And so asking that question, like, how can I customize this content, this material, this email, this marketing to this audience versus this audience is going to make a big difference. So let me give you an example. I have a client right now who has multiple products he's creating. And if you've turned tuned into the show previously, you know, I'm not a big fan of creating your products without having some sort of market research to suggest that people will pay for what you're creating. But the first product created was a book. And then the second product is sort of like, um, I call it the frosting on the cake for his products and services. So it gives people an overview of a process they can go through or start the process to get to the end result. And then his third program or product is a signature program. And so we had this discussion actually today before recording this episode, and we're really trying to create marketing materials for the signature course. And I said to him, I said, you know, we can't use the same marketing for the signature course as we would the book because people that are just interested in the book could be other people in your industry. It could be people that want to refer you. It could be people that just want to take a nibble. They're not at the same process or part of their journey as somebody that's going to enroll and pay a larger sum to be in a signature course where they get to work with you in a group and one-on-one setting. And so if you create messaging for all three, that's the same, you're only going to confuse your audience. And so when I say customizing that messaging, I'm saying speak specifically to the people you want to attract to be into that course, for example, that you're trying to market. So when you ask that question, how can you customize it? You're bringing awareness to yourself and it will help you ask deeper questions about how you want, who you want to market that to and how you're going to market it to them. And then the third question is, will the audience be interested or be intrigued by the future promotion or announcement of an upcoming product or other product offerings that would follow suit um, in alignment with their customer journey. So like I said, you're not going to sell a medium level product to somebody who's in a beginning phase customer journey. A lot of times people will jump back and forth, but in most cases, people have a beginning, a middle, and a finale that they're going through the process. You're not going to send the, sign people up for the finale if they haven't gone through the other processes because they're going to get lost, they're going to confu- get confused, they're going to give up, and they're just going to move on. So asking those three questions are going to help you, one, stand out from everybody else, two, initiate conversation and connection, And three, make sure that you're making or helping your audience feel like they're part of a community, part of a conversation and being spoken to in a way that is in alignment for where they are. 
And so some things just in general that you should not do is one, add people to your list without permission. Because if you do that, one, you're in violation of um, privacy laws. You uh, are in violation if you're in the European Union and subsequent places of violating GDPR, which is um, GDPR is a Data Protection Rights Act. And you, you, I have a whole episode on that. You can um, find that. I'll link below in the show notes to what that episode is, where I interviewed a lawyer and then I've done a couple of episodes about GDPR. So I don't want to dig too deep into that. But it also can jeopardize your relationship. So if you add people in here that are, say, were consulting clients or one-on-one clients or in some other capacity worked with you and you didn't ask permission, they're going to be like, why am I getting these emails all of a sudden? It's just acting in integrity and asking permission in this case is a much better way than jeopardizing that relationship in the long term and having them come back and go, you know, I never asked to be on your email list and you like made them mad and you don't know you've made them mad or you've made them mad and they told you and it's just, it feels yucky to everyone. So just don't do it. And then the other part is, is like, <laughs> they may get the emails and they're like, I never asked for these and they just delete it which after you've deleted an email so many times, you'll either get automatically put into the spam folder or the system, if you have like Gmail, will just unsubscribe you. And so it hurts your overall analytics and your performance for email marketing if you add people to your list and they don't wanna be there and they're either pushing you over to spam or they're um, unsubscribing. So you don't wanna do that. Just start off on the right foot and deliver value and information that's important to them. And then um, the CAN Spam Act, this is some new information that I came across, actually prohibits the sending of commercial messages, read marketing, through email without the recipient having specifically requested to receive them. And so if you're not asking for specific um, permission to email them promotions or product offerings or or pretty much anything that's promoting your business, you will be in violation of that act. So don't just err on the side of caution and don't jeopardize the relationship or, um, you know, introduce people into a part of your sales funnel that they're not ready for because it makes you look like you don't know what you're doing. You don't look professional and it's just not really great relationship building. And that is really key, especially in today's world, because we're in a very, very crowded, saturated world, especially online. And the more that you can do to um, add value, deliver um, benefits, create conversation, build relationships, and um, create a community, the better off you're going to have your marketing and specifically your emails received. And actually people will look forward to them and they'll hit reply and all that sort of stuff. So it's a great way for you to um, And then the last piece that I wanted to add in here is that when we're looking at our email marketing, we sometimes have like this, it might even just be inner competitive, like we need to have this many numbers, this many people on our email list. And the reality is, is that the numbers don't matter if people aren't reading your email. So I'd rather have you focus on building a community of people who want to hear from you, who respond to your emails, who read your emails, and we'll share that information with somebody else so that it is more 
or authentically building than it is to just add numbers and have 50,000 people on your email list that nobody reads your stuff, opens your emails, clicks on your links, or worst of all, they never buy from you. And so you've got all these people clogging up your email list, hurting your metrics, and there's no community building there. So slow and steady wins the race. So again, just want to go through those three questions to ask yourself prior to asking for permission um, and adding people to your list. Is that will future emails benefit them and give them value after they've already worked through a, a particular business process with you? Number two is how are you going to customize those emails so you continue to add value, create conversation, and build community? And number three is will they be interested in future promotions or offers? Because if they're not interested in those, there's really no point in emailing them because you're not moving them further <laughs> down, the, down the sales funnel. So if you don't have something else to sell them, don't really, unless you just want to stay top of mind, there's really no particular reason. And I'm always about strategy behind um, tactics of keeping them moving through your funnel. So if you don't have a product for them to buy because they bought everything, you either need to create a new product or you need to um, put them on hold and just stay in front of them in some other way. So thank you so much for tuning in today. This has been a great show. I appreciate you being here and tuning in every week. If you've enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to share it with a friend, um, leave a comment below, um, or uh, give us a five-star review over on um, iTunes, Google Play, on all the places. Any five-star review I would be thrilled to have. So thanks again for tuning in. I will see you next week where we are talking more about targeting your marketing and how that's going to help you sell quicker. And I appreciate you being here every week. Thanks so much. Take care, be well, and I'll see you soon. If you're like most entrepreneurs, you know you should be on social media, but they keep changing the dang rules. For Pete's sake, every day there's a new algorithm change. There's when you should post, when you should not post, what you should post. Should you do video? Should you do Insta stories? Should you do this? Ah, it's enough to make anybody crazy. And the worst part of all is that even if you're showing up and you have a huge audience on one of these platforms, you don't own any information about them. So when they change the rules, and you know they do, you are at their mercy. Well, what if instead you could own your audience? What if you had the power to show up in front of them, share what you wanna share, on your own time frame. Well, you can. In my new upcoming training, Own Your Audience, you're going to learn how to stop being at the mercy of social media moguls. Yes, social media is a great tool, but when you put all of your eggs in their basket, it's like renting an apartment with a horrible landlord who keeps changing the rent. You deserve better. You deserve to control and get in touch with your people on your terms. In the Own Your Audience training, you're gonna learn the five-step proven system that I've used with my clients for the last 20 years that gets you in front of your audience, builds conversations, builds connections, and best of yet, helps you sell your stuff. Because if you're not selling anything, it's really hard to stay in business. So join me for this free live training coming up. It is so easy for you to join and come and be part of this live training by going to alisaconnor.com forward slash own your audience. 
If you're tired of fretting about the next social media change and you're sick of being at the mercy of what to do, when to post, how to post, where to be, and you just want some sanity with your marketing, join me for this upcoming live training at alisaconnor.com forward slash own your audience. And I look forward to seeing you inside.